Hi everyone, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been glued to my TV, watching the January 6th committee meetings, showing events leading up to and after the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol, left me with a thought that makes me sick to my stomach. After hearing what's been presented thus far, we sit here and we listen to the experts saying, is there enough here to prosecute Mr. Trump? Is there enough? And then we hear those who say, even if there is, should we indict Mr. Trump? Let's jump into this. So let me cut to the chase here for a second. And Sorry, but this has to be said. What has been presented thus far, and even more so after hearing Cassidy Hutchinson's recent testimony on Mr. Trump's antics on January 6th, in my book, he unequivocally demonstrates that he is not only unfit to be the President of the United States, but he's unfit as a human being. I'm sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. The prosecution of Mr. Trump is not only legitimate, but a must for the sake of our country and American democracy. To not do anything would be leaving a playbook for the next knucklehead-type Trump on how to upend our country and get away with it. This country needs to wake up and realize just how close we came to losing our democracy and our country. And for what? Because of a little six-year-old stuck in a 76-year-old body who didn't get his sucker because he lost the presidency? I'm sorry, Donald. Just as the Rolling Stones once said, you don't always get what you want. Now, what has been reflected in the hearings displayed an individual who thought he was an emperor telling the United States, the Declaration of Independence, and the U.S. Constitution as if they were candidates on The Apprentice. Hey, they're all fired. It was chilling to hear the pressure that Trump and his team brought against at least 31 state and local officials in states he lost, like Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, just to name a few. In true Godfather style, Trump and his chumps twisted the arm of everyone, from top personnel at the U.S. Department of Justice to lower-level election workers. Now please take a moment to let that picture sink in, if you will. This is something you would think you only see in the movies. But this actually happened. Before the committee took a two-week break to return on or about July 12th, there was one more meeting where a former White House aide from the Trump White House, a Ms. Cassidy Hutchinson, presented testimony that was, shall I say, quite the bombshell. Her testimony provided insight on what took place on January 6th, but also put Mr. Trump's psyche in very sharp perspective. What she shared shouldn't have been a surprise to many, but it was shocking nevertheless. Ms. Hutchinson shared some of Trump's bizarre behavior during his term as the president. For example, incidents of where Trump was throwing dishes against the wall in the White House one time when he received news that was very unpleasing to him. Another incident where she shared hearing Trump say that during the January 6th session gathering at the Ellipse, where he gave his big speech to the crowd, that he didn't care if the crowd was armed. As he put it, they weren't here to harm him. Which begs the question, then who was the armed crowd going to harm? Ms. Hutchinson, in closing, shared 
when Trump thought he would be taken to the Capitol with his armed crowd, only to be told by the Secret Service that it was just too dangerous and they had to go back to the White House. Well, when Trump heard this, he just got so berserk over it. He reached for the car wheel, and when told to let go of the wheel, he turned around with his free hand and lunged at the Secret Service agent's throat. Now, with regards to the car incident, that testimony is now in dispute. And the Secret Service agents who were in the car with Trump want to clear the record. Both agents, though, did confirm that Trump was very angry he couldn't have his way. After the last January 6 committee meetings, one would think and hope that the Attorney General of the United States, Merlick Garland, has a pretty good list of evidence to indict Trump. I mean, a blind man can see what Trump almost got away with. We were within hours of our country being tossed upside down because of him. If not but for a few individuals, Trump may have indeed placed a crown on his feeble head on January 6 and tell American democracy, I'm done with you. Now, we're months away from candidates announcing their intention to run for the presidency in 2024. And knowing that Trump is still out there, free as a bird, should scare us. If you think he won't run again, even if the odds are stacked against it, you're kidding yourselves. I mean, this clown will run out of spite. And what worries me is if he pulls it off and wins. But what worries me even more is if he loses. Should he lose, are we then in store for another assault on the U.S. Capitol, only this time a lot uglier? Now here's where we hit a bump in the road with these proceedings. A line has been drawn in the sand where some question, even after insurmountable evidence has been brought to light against Trump, that if prosecuted and convicted, would this country support or tolerate seeing a former president taken away in handcuffs and put behind bars? The risk of not doing anything at all to punish Trump is beyond rational thinking. We worry about the country's reaction if we conclude the January 6th committee proceedings with nothing done either way. I mean, we're here walking on eggshells trying not to disrupt the country. And yet we have Trump laughing, thinking he can't be touched. I don't know. He didn't care when he encouraged his followers to storm the U.S. Capitol. And evidence shows Trump wanted to march with the crowd. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but that sure sounds like intent to me. At Trump's rallies these days, he continues with the same stupid rhetoric about the great witch hunt and how he wants to save our country. I mean, come on, the only thing he cares about, and always will, is himself and his inflated ego, and nothing more. Now, on the flip side of this coin is the public seeing, perhaps for the first time in U.S. history, a former president facing real jail time. Now, the result of this could lead to a Democratic presidency down the road facing a similar fate. And if this happens, well, you know the Republicans are going to want to have their pound of flesh. Now, these types of scenarios can start planting seeds of discontent with the American public and a slow deterioration of the American foundation as we know it today. Our political system could end up becoming a free-for-all, which is a scenario 
no one wants to see unfold. It's as if we're damned if we do, and damned if we don't. Or is it? The pile of what-if scenarios grow. I think about Yogi Berra, where he once said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Suffice it to say, if we do nothing at all to Trump, at least throw the country a bone by prosecuting some of these individuals who were supporting his attempt to have this coup against our country. People like John Eastman and Rudy Giuliani. These were two key players who drummed up phony claims of fraud, one after another, and fabricated unsound legal theories to say the election was rigged. Thus, the results of the 2020 election should be overturned. Well, let's get back to Trump. We're entering new territory, but here we are. What's so disturbing is that what's facing this country is not a movie. It's real. If we are to set an example, a justified example, then Trump needs to be that example. He needs to be that example to the future wannabes, such as kings or wannabe dictators, who think that if they can't get elected, they feel privileged to do it the hard way and take it by an insurrection against the United States. You think that couldn't happen? Please, give that some thought. To do nothing would be caving into anarchy and telling those who choose to steal that, hey, it's okay. These things will happen. And gosh, we got to do this again soon. Yes, to do nothing would send a terrible message for the future of this country. Okay, so say we don't give any jail time to Trump. Okay, fine. But at least take away his government pension, his Secret Service protection. Anything that tells him he's not going to walk away from this and think he is still golden to the public. He has to face some form of punishment. Now, besides Ms. Hutchinson sharing shocking revelations, please take into account what Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State in Georgia, who testified about pressure from the Trump team. I mean, he described a phone call that everyone heard on TV where Trump was begging him to find 11,780 votes that flipped Georgia from Mr. Biden to Mr. Trump. I mean, unbelievable. One has to wonder what would have happened had Mr. Raffensperger sided with Trump. Put a finer point on this and what has been presented thus far in, the, in these hearings is when we're hearing one example after another of people telling Mr. Trump that he lost the election, that there was no evidence of fraud found anywhere. And after approximately 60 courts throwing out all of the conspiracy arguments, Trump still would not relent. And then there's the classic. How can one not be stunned to hear Trump say to his team, in the White House, in the Oval Office, just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. I mean, the president even talked about having the federal government seize voting machines, perhaps in an attempt to rerun the election. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Trump knew he lost, but he took advantage of his team's weakness in fear of him to stop the madness from moving forward with his big lie. So what can we learn from this? What's the takeaway? 
Well, the clock is ticking. And every minute that goes by that we don't hear anything from the Attorney General of the United States that says Mr. Trump needs to face the music of prosecution, the more emboldened Trump will become. Ironically, as I'm writing this transcript, I read in the New York Times that Trump is considering announcing an early bid to enter the 2024 presidential election. Now, if he does this, his announcement will only serve to draw attention away from what is being revealed during the January 6th committee. That's just how he operates. When he'll make this announcement remains to be determined. But that's so typical of Trump, playing the marketing theatrics to build up emotion with his base. Well, I'm guessing when he announces his plan, he'll do it via his social media app, Truth Social. God, that's a laugh. While celebrating the recent 4th of July with many of my friends during a barbecue, drinking beers and eating hot dogs, I thought about the state of our democracy at this moment in time. Watching the fireworks go up in the sky, I couldn't help but think of what Representative Adam Schiff, a member of the committee, shared in his closing comments. And that was, the country barely survived Mr. Trump's attempt at election subversion which could have worked despite the legal and factual weaknesses in the fraud claims. Please let those words swirl in your head for a while and think about the possibility of Trump running again for the presidency. Should he win or lose, we're in for one hell of a ride. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in this episode. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.